In this article, we'll do a comprehensive study of the latest literature available on meniscus injuries. Welcome to the Insider Physio Podcast by The Physiozest. We get to you discussions with superhumans, super physios and other healthcare practitioners. Menisci are the C-shaped fibrocartilaginous structures on the tibial plateau. They are known to increase the joint congruency and enhance the stability of the knee. They also contribute to better proprioception and cartilage nutrition. The most common mechanism of injury to the menisci is the twisting injury with the foot anchored on the ground with the knee flexed. The tear length, tear depth and tear pattern affect the type of repair and the ensuing recovery. The goal of meniscus repair is usually relief of pain, return to daily activities and the restoration of the vital functions of the knee. The treatment options for a meniscus tear can be a meniscectomy, either partial or total, or a meniscal repair. The treatment options for a meniscus tear can be a meniscectomy, either partial or total, or a meniscal repair. A meniscectomy has a less restricted rehab protocol, but an increased risk of osteoarthritis. Meniscectomy also puts a less technical demand on the surgeon and has a decreased hospital stay. It's also not heavy on the patient's pocket as compared to a meniscal repair. A meniscal repair, on the other hand, usually has a conflict of opinion on the best rehab protocol, but a comparatively reduced risk of osteoarthritis. However, meniscal repair surgery does put a greater technical demand on the surgeon and can be expensive. Now on to the rehab. Aggressive versus non-aggressive rehab has no strict distinction and it offers a wide range of available protocols. However, most studies agree that limiting range of motion and weight-bearing before 6 weeks is considered traditionally non-aggressive, while early weight-bearing and range of motion as tolerated in the immediate post-op period is considered aggressive or an accelerated approach. The goal is to protect the surgical repair while balancing the costs of immobilization and disuse. The location, size, vascularity and repair technique play a major role in outcomes, but so do other patient-specific factors. So we ask you to bear that in mind while planning a program. Here, concurrent injuries, apprehension or recklessness towards return to sport and mental health of the patient are top priority. Let's look at non-accelerated rehab in detail. The principles of non-accelerated rehab are immobilization and weight-bearing. Limiting range of motion for the initial 4-6 to six weeks after meniscal repair was traditionally based on protection of the repair and allowing the formation of a fibrovascular scar. Some authors do believe that immobilization helps in re-approximating longitudinal tears of the meniscus. As for weight-bearing, there are some points to keep in mind. Authors that support non-accelerated rehab for meniscal injuries say that weight-bearing in full extension with limited motion is beneficial as that may stimulate healing. 
Flexion weight bearing, however, has been shown to cause comprehensive loads. An absolute contraindication for weight bearing is tibial rotation with terminal flexion as large exertions of the meniscus are seen with tibial rotation and unacceptable levels of comprehensive stresses are associated with terminal flexion. To get a better understanding for non-accelerated rehab, let's discuss a few studies. One study was conducted at Haas et al. with a sample size of 37 patients. They followed a protocol of non-weight bearing for 4 weeks with limited to 90 degrees range of motion. They showed a return to sports at 4 months and a success rate of 86.48%. Another study was conducted at Hoffelner et al. with a sample size of 32 patients. They followed a protocol of non-weight bearing for 4-6 to six weeks and had a success rate of 70.37%. Our next topic of discussion now is accelerated rehab. The basic principle for which is simultaneous protection and progression. The principles for return to sport rehabilitation progression are low to high loads, slow to fast motions, stable to unstable platforms, uniplanar to multiplanar motions, and concentrated to distracted performances. To better understand this, we look at a few case studies. One study was conducted at Mariani et al. with a sample size of 22 patients. They followed a protocol of immediate weight bearing with immediate full range of motion and had a success of 86%. Another study conducted at Barber et al. had a sample size of 41 patients. They followed a protocol of full weight bearing without bracing with a limitation of flexion to 90 degrees for 4 weeks. They had a success rate of 83%. You can find more such studies and data in our magazine article in the second issue of the PhysioZest, October 2021 edition. All the studies reviewed here showed a 70-94% to 94% successful clinical outcome. Multiple events were considered as failures of rehab in the mentioned studies, which include anatomical retears, return of symptoms such as pain, knee effusion and clicking, and positive McMurray sign on a follow-up. More recent studies have trended towards an accelerated rehab protocol with full weight bearing and early range of motion. An additional advantage that accelerated rehab has over its traditional counterpart is a sense of control over the demoralizing period of recovery from the patient's perspective. The recovery of meniscus injury is multifaceted with multiple factors like location of tear, pattern, vascularity, surgical technique and age and so on. So just like any other injury, the best chances of success come when we approach not just the knee but also the person. With this, we hope that this article gave you a better understanding on meniscal injuries and their treatment options. That's all from our side. Connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. The PhysioZest e-magazine launches bi-monthly. Catch our latest edition at www.thephysiozest.com. The PhysioZest, signing off. Evolving you, one page at a time.